everybody. It is Sheena Diane, and you're listening to Sheena's Audio Vlog. You guys, it is a really special day today. Does anybody know why? Anybody? Anybody? Well, sorry, that sound of me is cooking eggs in the background. If you're feeling this sizzling, it's like food porn. But today's a really special day because Johnny and I got married today 12 years ago. That's right. We actually got married at Gatorland, right there on the stand where we met. Some of you may already know our story, but today's episode is going to be all about Sheena and Johnny. If you guys want to listen, stay tuned. She got that daily dose of encouragement for you and me. So we've got the best stories of friendship and family. Welcome to the sweetest station in all the land. Sheena Diane. If every word I said could make you laugh, I'd talk forever. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember Uncle Jesse from A Full House? Yeah. Johnny and I actually got married to that song. That was our married song, our first dance song. And let me let me tell you the story about Johnny and me. Some of you may already know it, but for those of you who don't, it's a pretty amazing story. And to say that we've been together for 12 years is a really big accomplishment nowadays, right? I mean, you're lucky to really get through that three years, that first three years. We did hit some snags. We definitely hit that seven-year itch that people talk about. I never knew what it was. Now I do. But we've made it through it. And I think for the most part, we're pretty solid. And I don't think we're going anywhere anytime soon. So that makes me feel really confident in our relationship. But this is how it all started. And I'm actually going to bring you guys back. And this is probably going to be a little bit long. So giving you a fair warning right now. But we're going to bring you back to what my current situation was before Johnny Angel came into my life. Yes, I call him Johnny Angel because he was basically my savior. (laughs) So um, some of you who've been following me for quite a while probably know my abuse story. Now, when Anchor switched to the new platform, that story actually got deleted. It's no longer there. I've looked for it and looked for it. It is gone. They deleted it. But I'm not going to go through that again because reliving those moments was very hard for me, very emotional. And that segment was very emotional. For those of you who heard it, you know because you've commented on it. Um, I can't go through that again. But just to kind of give you a little bit of a rundown, I was with a guy who I had met in high school um, and kind of a transition guy. My, my boyfriend had moved away and I was very upset. He was like the love of my life. And this guy that I started dating was actually friends with that guy that moved away. And so it was kind of like me still trying to hang on to those little moments that I had with the ex-boyfriend who moved away. And I was mad at him. So it was also a way for me to get back at him, right? I know us girls, we have the stupidest ideas on how to get back of a guy. Well, what ended up happening is well, I ended up falling in love with him because that's usually what happens. And then as the months turned into years, three years to be exact, he became very abusive when he moved in with me. I graduated high school and I got an apartment and he moved in with me. And that is where everything just went downhill. When we became roommates, it was like he was a completely different person, was very abusive. 
And uh, again, I had been with him for, you know, three years at this point. I thought I knew him. I thought I loved him. And I was like, this is, this is it. You know, this is the guy. Um, even though I never wanted to have kids with him, like that was never really something I wanted. I loved him and I knew that, but he got really abusive and, um, physically and mentally abusive to me. And, um, I was with him for the year that I lived there at that apartment. And, um, finally we split up. I was like, I've had it. I'm done. But unfortunately I could not pay for that apartment by myself. The good thing is, is he worked third shift. So a lot of times other than just way out, you know, early hours in the morning, we'd pass each other. And then, um, cause he used my car to go to work. And so he would come in and then I would take my car and go to school and do all the things that I needed to do because I was actually a vet tech student. So I actually have a degree as a veterinary technician. And um, so I was in school and getting my vet tech degree. And a lot of times we had to do volunteer work and drive around. So anyway, needless to say, and of course it's not all bad, right? Those relationships that are abusive, they're not all bad. That's why you stay because the good times are really good. And if you guys have ever heard the song by Eminem and Rihanna, um, I Love the Way You Lie, That is exactly the situation that I was in. And actually, when I first saw that video, I literally started crying because I could not believe how that just completely captured how it was. One moment, you're absolutely in each other's face, you know, like smacking each other around and yelling as loud as you possibly can, punching your fist into walls. And the next minute, you're like making out very passionate. So it's really weird how it works, but that is exactly how that relationship was. So (laughs) we finally broke up, but we were still in the same house. So it was very, very hard. And he's very jealous. He's a very jealous guy. And so um, it was really hard on me. But like I said, he worked third shift. So a lot of times we didn't really see each other very often. Well, our school actually ended up going on a field trip to Gatorland to learn about crocodilians and um, all those types of things. So we went there as a school trip and we actually had a behind the scenes tour. Um, What ended up happening is our tour guide, which happened to be Johnny's manager, um, he actually had an emergency call, something that happened in the park and he had to deal with it right away. So he sent us to the Gator Wrestling Arena to watch the Gator Wrestling and show. And guess who was wrestling the alligator, you guys? I bet you guys can't guess it. Who said it? (laughs) So Johnny was actually the one that was wrestling the alligator. So my side of the story is a little bit different than his side of the story. And perhaps one day he can uh, come on here and tell his side. But my side of the story goes like this. So I go into the audience and of course, you guys, I've been very depressed, kind of a shadow of a person living with this man who is very abusive, um, broken up, broken hearted, you know, just feeling just not happy, kind of feeling down. Right. And so Johnny is on this back of the alligator. And if you guys have ever heard his podcast, which is Gator Johnny on here, I think it's Gator Johnny's audio file. I don't know. He's got so many. I can, I get confused, but anyway, he is here on anchor. If you guys want to check him out, but his personality is very huge and he just drew me in. Like he was just talking and I was fixated on him. And he said this joke, which all the girls in the audience started booing. Right. But I started laughing because I thought it was hilarious. He said something like, and I'm not going to get it right, but he said something like, oh man, um, this gator has been really stubborn. And the guy next to him, the, you know, his backup says, oh, it must be a female. And all the girls are like, boo. And he's like, no, if this was a female, I couldn't keep the mouth shut this long. I started cracking up. And it was the first time that I'd really laughed 
in quite a while, right? Because, you know, when you're in that abusive relationship, you kind of just kind of become a shell and you're just kind of like in it and you're just living your daily life one after the other and just kind of days just kind of roll together and you kind of forget about time. And well, I laughed so hard. It was the first time I had laughed. I laughed so hard that I actually got the attention of the gator wrestler. So he turns and looks in my direction. Now, this is all happening in my head. Something different's happening in his, right? So he turns the gator toward me. I think it's just part of the show. And then he starts doing the show looking towards me. Now, we don't make eye contact at this point. At least I don't remember making eye contact. But I do remember being very um, intrigued with his show and just really into what he was saying. Like, I was really into it. And I I really enjoyed the show. I remember that. I remember feeling very happy. Um, And so... Then at the end, they do this thing called rookie wrestling, and that's where you actually get to go sit on the back of the alligator. It's a taped alligator, and they take your picture. So our school is still waiting on his boss to come take us to the tour. So we have some time to kill because, you know, we are not going to walk around the park when the the manager or the guy was like, hey, stay here at the wrestling arena. So we had to stay there. Well, Johnny was there with his backup and anybody else that was around, and he, on the microphone, calls our school down. He goes, hey, guys. You look like nursing students because we all had our smocks on. And he was like, why don't you guys come down, sit on the alligator on me? You know, meaning he was going to cover the cost of sitting on the alligator. And I think it's $10 a person to sit on the alligator. So our school was like, cool, awesome. So we all, you know, file down. There's about six of us. And um, we all file down. And he's talking to us about the alligators. And they're asking questions. And I'm just quiet. I'm just listening. Um, Not really making eye contact. Not really interacting. Again, I'm kind of a shell of a person at this point. I don't feel pretty I don't feel I don't feel worthy right when you when you're in a bad situation when you're in somebody's in your head and they're calling you fat they're calling you ugly they're calling you stupid um you kind of start believing that stuff about yourself so I was very kind of shut off you know even though I was enjoying myself and I thought he was really funny I wasn't really interacting I was just kind of off standoffish and he got that vibe from me as well um so he was talking and then he says to me uh, still mic'd Hey, has anyone told you you look like Drew Barrymore? And that just lit me up, you guys, because first of all, I love Drew Barrymore. She's probably one of my favorite actresses in the whole world. Nobody had ever told me that before. Nobody had ever said that I look like Drew Barrymore, right? And for the past three years, all I've been hearing is, oh, you're so ugly. Your butt's getting fat. And like, you know what I'm saying? So this person that doesn't even know me just complimented me and called me one of my favorite actresses who I personally think is beautiful. Oh my gosh. I lit up. I was like, uh, no, nobody's ever told me that. Thank you. And I was so like, my heart just started fluttering. Like I was like, oh my gosh, this guy thinks I'm beautiful. And so he was like, Hey, come sit on the alligator. So, you know, he walks us down. I go sit in the sand, hold the alligator up. And he says, look at the camera. He said, what's your name? I said, my name is Sheena. He said, hi, Sheena. I'm Johnny. Look at the camera. So I look at the camera, smile. And that was the end of it, right? I walk off the sand. Well, he actually has the picture from the moment we met, which I know sounds really creepy at first. When he first told me that, I was like, what? But I'll tell you why in a minute. So uh, we go on with our tour. The manager comes. um, Johnny's boss is there. He's walking us around. We're getting to tour uh, Gatorland. And then all of a sudden, we're in the commissary. The commissary is where um, the sick animals go and where the entertainers and the zoo services go to, like, change their outfits for shows or to get ready or they have the, you know, the egg incubation. It's kind of like where the entertainers, zoo services, and the animals are. I'm kind of taking care of like quarantine and stuff. So anyway, 
we're back there. And in comes Johnny with a couple of his, um, you know, entertainers. I think it was just one at the time with this crocodile who is bleeding from the head. It was crazy. So apparently he had gotten bit by another crocodile and Johnny and his partner had to go on to a show so they couldn't take care of him. So he brings him in the commissary and he's like, hey, um, to one of the zoo services, I think her name was Ruthie. He was like, hey, Ruthie, can you take care of this uh, crocodile? We got to go to the show. And she's like, yeah, sure. But she had to do a talk about, you know, you know how the zoo services or, you know, when zoos, they go and give talks about animals. Well, she had to go do a show. So um, the guy who was making us a tour, which uh, was Johnny's boss, said, hey, why don't you guys take care of him? And we were like, oh, that's awesome. Yay. So we're sitting there bandaging him up. Um, As Johnny walks out before he leaves. (laughs) I actually give him my business card. Now, before this happened, let me back up just a minute. We're sitting um, eating lunch and all of my classmates are like, he was totally into you. He called you Drew Barrymore. You should totally give him your number. You know, you need to like let go of that loser guy that you're with. Give him your number. Don't worry about it. Just have fun. Like just go out and have fun because they knew that I was kind of depressed. And it's not that I would talk to them. I didn't know them on a personal level like as friends. But, you know, they see me every day in class. So they could tell that I was upset. They had met my ex because he had come pick me up or he would, you know, come to the school for whatever reason. Um, So they knew who he was. They knew kind of a little bit about the situation. And they knew that I really needed kind of a fun outlet. And so my friends were like, or, or the classmates were like, just give him your number. Just give him your number. Go ahead. And so I was like really nervous because, again, I'm kind of a shell of a person. I know Josh is jealous. Sorry, I didn't want to say his name, but it just kind of came out. My ex was jealous. And so I was like, I don't know. And they were like, do it, do it. So on the back of my business card, which was the school card, um, it was the school card that said where I went to school. And then it had my name and it had my credentials. And it was kind of used if you were going to get hired as a vet tech, right? So on the back of the card, I wrote my phone number. And then I said, well, I don't know if he's got like AOL or Yahoo or instant messenger. So I'll just write all three of them, right? So that way he can contact me if he has this one, this one, or this one. So I wrote all three of them on the back, gave him the card. So he's walking out kind of in a hurry. And I'm like, hey, and he turns around and I was like, hey, here. And I just hand him my card. I don't say anything else. And that was it. So he goes, runs out to the show. He's like, oh, thank you. So he's looking at the card. He tells me this later. He's looking at the card thinking that I'm promoting my school. Like this is my school, you know, if ever you wanted to work, you know, to come school here. Well, uh, so we're sitting there and we're taking care of this crocodile, which is amazing. Um, And then we finish the tour and we're leaving, right? Um, So we're leaving the park and um, that's it. I don't see Johnny again uh, until he calls me. Well, his side of the story, and again, I kind of want him to tell it, but his side of the story is pretty funny. So apparently he goes to the next show, which was the Up Close Encounter show, which is a show where they put animals on you and you, um, they talk about different snakes and um, different creatures (laughs) like scorpions and spiders and all kinds of stuff so he's going to the show well apparently he was like in his own little world because I gave him my my phone number and uh his partner whose name was Brett was like Johnny and Johnny's like huh what and then Brett was like apparently Brett had been talking to him and he was completely ignoring him and Brett was like guys please forgive him he just got a phone number from a girl in the audience and he's just out of there you know he's just he's in cloud nine and Johnny's like yeah hey guys when should I call her and and everybody was like call her right now what are you doing on stage so anyway it was kind of funny but um so I get home and um had a wonderful day I'm like 
feeling so good. This is the first time that I've really felt good in a long time, right? I mean, I just feel like, oh, this is great. And I don't really expect to hear from him. But in the same breath, I was kind of like, this is a, a step for me getting out of this toxic relationship, right? This is a step in the right direction. I put myself out there. Whether or not he calls me, it doesn't matter. Like, I had a fun day. This is the first time I felt really good in a long time. Well, he actually ends up calling me that night, which turns out to be very bad because my ex came home um, and he started fighting with me for whatever reason. I don't remember now because we fought like all the time. Something stupid really was fighting with me in my face. Like it was an intense fight and my phone rings and a part of me is like, oh, thank God, because it gets my attention away from my ex, right? It gets my attention away from him. And so I grab the phone. I don't even look at the number. I don't even pay attention. I'm just like, whoever's on the other line, thank goodness they called. So I answer the phone and I'm like, hello. And he's like, hey, this is Johnny from Gatorland. And I was like, oh shit, I can't talk to him in front of my ex right now. Like he's already mad at me. He's going to freaking, you know, throw a can at my head or something. And I'm like, oh crap. And I really wanted to talk to him. But in the same breath, I'm like, well, my ex is standing right here. Like I can't interact with this other dude with a very abusive, jealous guy. So I'm like, shit. And a part of me feels very defeated and deflated and feels like, again, like this little tiny, you know, bubble has been bursted. So I'm like, hey, um, I can't talk to you right now. And then I hang up the phone, right? And so Johnny thinks that, oh, damn, she really isn't into me. I got the wrong idea. Like, She's hung up on me. What a bitch, you know? <laughs> so needless to say, um, that's kind of how that first interaction happened. Well, thankfully for cell phones, um, I had his number saved on my phone because it was like the last call that I got. So that next day, the following day when my ex was at work, um, I called him. And we actually talked on the phone until like one or two in the morning, uh, which is unfortunate for him because he had to go back and wrestle an alligator that next day. But we had so much in common and we really got along really great. Our personalities were so similar and it felt so nice. It felt like water just flowing. Um, We did not really have to try. I didn't have to try that hard to impress him or anything. We just talked, just talked. And it was amazing. It was such an amazing feeling. And I hadn't felt that good in a really long time. So we fast forward and we go on a few dates and, you know, all of that good stuff happens. And I finally graduate from my college, which is wonderful because now I can get out of this apartment that I had to pay for with my ex. And you guys, just so you know, he actually moved out um, like, I don't know, five months or three months um, after I met Johnny, um, my ex moved out. Uh, Cause I mean, we were broken up and we were just fighting all the time and I just was done. And I was like, you need to get out. And so he left. And so um, I was having a really difficult time paying for it as well, the apartment by myself. Um, so it was it was a really difficult time. And so once my lease was up, I left and I went back home to be with my mom. And um, so anyway, we started dating exclusively. We would go out probably every weekend. Uh, we'd meet each other at the malls and we would go out and just have fun. And um, it took about three months before we even had our first kiss again. Reminding you guys, I was in a really abusive relationship. I wasn't really ready to start a relationship. But 
<laughs> funny, funny fact. So one of our dates that Johnny took us on was to the Laurie Park Zoo, which is in Tampa. And I love animals. He loves animals. It's kind of what brought us together in the first place, right? So he took us on this date and it was amazing. And I had so much fun and he was so sweet. And there were so many moments that happened throughout that date where we should have kissed. You know, when you have that moment, that first moment when you're like, this is it. This is the moment that we should kiss. Well, I blocked every one of them and there was like three of them that happened there. And not only that, the sexual chemistry between us was crazy because everything was doing it. The elephants were doing it. The bees were doing it. The beetles were doing it. Every single animal that we passed in the enclosure were freaking doing it. And we were like, what the heck is this, right? <laughs> so it was like meant to be, right? So anyway, we, um, we didn't kiss. We didn't kiss. And so then I was... I wasn't exclusively dating Johnny, right? I Again, I was kind of, and I told him this in the beginning. I was like, look, I'm just looking for some fun. I don't really want a boyfriend. I just, I got out of a really abusive relationship. I just want to have some fun, some no strings attached fun. And I'm not talking about like one night stand fun. I just wanted to hang out with a guy who was going to treat me well and kind of make me feel good. You know what I mean? Like it was just, I just wanted to have fun and get out of my head and just be out. So that's what we did. And so he knew that going into it. And um, so I actually went out with this other guy. His name was Joe. <laughs> and Joe's probably never going to listen to this. But if you do, I do apologize, Joe, because you're going to be uh, the reason that I, <laughs> that I get with Johnny. So Joe took me on a date. You know where he took me? The Laurie Park Zoo. Now, this is a couple of weeks after Johnny took me to the Laurie Park Zoo. And so I went on this date with Joe. Really nice guy, except for... All he talked about was his ex-girlfriend the entire time. I knew her name. I knew her size. I knew how old her kids were. I knew why her kids were named what they were named. Oh my gosh. I could tell you everything about his ex-girlfriend. Couldn't tell you a damn thing about him. But let me tell you, his ex-girlfriend, oh, I know everything about her. It was horrible, you guys. The worst date I think I've ever been on. And literally throughout the date... He kept answering his phone and guess who it was? Yep, it was his ex-girlfriend. I even remember her name, which I'm not gonna say, but that was <laughs> that was the worst date ever. So I literally spent the day sitting there looking at animals thinking, gosh, I really miss Johnny. Man, I had so much fun with Johnny. Oh, I remember when me and Johnny went to go look at these animals. I remember that these elephants were doing it when we were here. Oh my God, it was so funny. Like that's what I was thinking the entire time. So when I got home and after Joe dropped me off, I called Johnny. And I'm like, you know what, Johnny? Yeah, I want to be your girlfriend. And he's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> and that's kind of how it happened. I actually asked him out. I asked him out. I was like, would you be my boyfriend? And he was like, yes. And so that's kind of how it happened because of Joe. And I think it would have happened eventually anyway. But Joe just kind of brought it to light of how much I enjoyed being with Johnny and how easy it was, right? Because... It was so hard with Joe and all he talked about was his ex-girlfriend and all he wanted was to make her jealous and to let her know that, hey, I'm on a date with this girl. And that's what he was talking about when he was on the phone with her. Like it was crazy. And he even made me, no lie, answer the phone at one point. He was like, hey, can you, um, can you answer the phone? And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's my ex. Just, just answer the phone. And I was like, okay. And I was like, hello. And she's like, who's this? And I'm like, this is Sheena. <laughs> So it was really weird. Needless to say, um, it took about three months 
And then we, Johnny took me on a date to, as, as his girlfriend, to this little fair that was happening in the town. And we went on the Ferris wheel. And it was kind of cold. I don't really like heights and I don't really like rides. So I was kind of nervous. And he put his jacket around me like a gentleman and kind of held me close. And I was kind of freaked out a little. And he could tell. And he says to me, <laughs> he says, you know, Sheena, the one way to combat nerves is to make out. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So uh, now again, at this point, I had told him, I don't want to kiss. I don't want to be exclusive. I'm just kind of like trying to find myself here. So we hadn't kissed yet. We'd held hands, but we really hadn't done any kissing or anything like that. Been three months. And um, I was like, I, I wasn't ready. So he knew that and he wasn't going to make any moves on me, but he kind of made this subtle hint like, hey, the best way to get over your fear is to make out. And so I was like thinking to myself, in, in my mind, it was a very slow like reaction, but I'm, I'm guessing in real life, it actually kind of happened pretty fast. So he said that. In my mind, I'm like, I really do want to kiss him. Like, I really like him and I want him to know that I like him. How, how do I like kiss him without looking stupid, right? Um, and again, I had been making all the first moves, which I had never done in my life before. Um, most of the guys that I had dated, all of the guys that I had dated had always asked me out and always made the first move, had always kissed me. I didn't know what I was doing, doing it myself, right? But he backed off because I told him up front, look, this is what I want. And as a matter of fact, Johnny kind of made it clear when we started dating, he said to me, if you want to just be friends, I can't hang out with you. And that was one thing that really stuck out to me because no other guy in my life had ever said that to me. He said, I like you. I really like you. And if you want to just hang out as friends and not ever be anything else, I have to tell you right now that this has to end because I have more feelings for you than that. And that really stuck out to me because I was like, wow, this guy is really raw and really honest and he doesn't want to be my friend. And he's telling me and I don't want to lose him as my friend because I actually enjoy hanging out with him. So it was kind of like this thing that lit up in me and I was like, wait a minute, he's telling me, you know, he doesn't want to be my friend. He really likes me. This is kind of hot, right? This is kind of a turn on like, dude, he's like telling me what he wants. Like, this is, this is awesome. Like he's a man, you know, he's not playing games and being like, sure, let's hang out as friends and then going and doing some other girl, right? No, he's telling me really exclusively, look, you're it for me. Like, I really like you. I only want to be exclusively with you. If you don't want that, then I can't be with your friend. I can't be with you. I can't be your friend. Like, I can't do that. So anyway, we're on the Ferris wheel. Here's my thought process. I'm like, okay, I've never kissed a guy on my own. Usually they come in. How do I kiss him without looking stupid? So I close my eyes, which was my first mistake, right? Because I'm like, I'm going to look really stupid. So it was like one of those movie scenes where you see the awkward people closing their eyes and like puckering their lips like a fish. Yeah, that's what I did right? But I don't feel anything. I thought his face would be looking at me and we would connect. No, he was looking forward. So then I kind of like open my eyes just slightly. And I realized that he didn't see it. He didn't see what I just did. He didn't see me make a fool of myself. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. And so then I close my eyes and I kind of see him move a little, like he looked kind of like at me from the side. And I was like, okay, here's my shot. Right? So then I lean in again, thinking that I'm going to hit his mouth. And again, with my eyes closed, I hit his cheek. And then I'm like, oh, crap. So then, you know what I do, you guys? I stick out my freaking tongue and lick him like a dog until I find his mouth. And when I find his mouth, I wiggle my tongue around like a freaking worm. And he's like, ugh. <laughs> and he says, 
literally, I quote verbatim, what the hell was that? <laughs> and I was like, a kiss? And he like looks at me with his eyes all weird and he's like, that's not a kiss. And then he grabs my head and he plants this like perfect, hot, awesome kiss on me. <laughs> that lasted for the entire ride. And when we got off, the guy that was doing the ride, he says, you know, usually people kiss at the top of the Ferris wheel. And Johnny's like, well, that's where we started kissing. <laughs> so there is part of our story, which is kind of funny. And the first kiss was horrific because it was my fault. I literally licked his face, which is probably the worst kiss he's ever had in his life. But he turned it around and made it a really awesome kiss. So that was a... <laughs> One of those moments where you're kind of like, what the hell was I thinking? I was just nervous. Not only was I nervous, I really liked him and I'm scared of heights. So I was up high on this Ferris wheel and it was cold. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking with him. My thought process didn't really uh, pan out for me, but it ended up turning into a really cool story. So fast forward um, a year and a half later, We've been dating. Uh, we actually move in together. That's another story. But um, we actually move in together. And uh, so I'm living in his apartment. And um, so a year and a half later, he asked me to be his wife very quickly, right? Well, I also started working at Gatorland with him. Um, I was working at a vet's clinic. And it was very depressing because the dogs were getting put down. And the people weren't taking care of their animals. And I would call him crying all the time. And so that's kind of how me moving in with him happened. He was like, hey, they're hiring over here at Gatorland and do services. Um, you know, come on over. You're definitely qualified to work here with your degree and everything. Um, and he was like, and you can move in with me so you don't have to drive so far. And I was like, okay. So it ended up happening. We, I ended up moving in with him and uh, working at Gatorland, which was really amazing because we would go to work together. We'd come home together. It was this really awesome relationship that we were building. And as a matter of fact, as years went on, um, we actually found that working together and being together 24-7 actually made us more happy. We fought less. Uh, whenever Johnny has jobs where he's away, where I don't see him or where he's traveling, we fought a lot. It was almost like I had time to like think about all the things I didn't like about him. And then I would be like, but when I'm with him all the time, it's like I think about all the things I love about him because he's making me smile and he's making me laugh and he's just being Johnny. And so I don't have time to think about all the things that I dislike about him, right? So that's how it works. And anyway, so we actually got along really, really well working together 24 hours a day being with each other. So a year and a half after um, us dating and all that stuff, he proposed. Um, and he actually proposed the day before my birthday. Uh, my birthday was June 8th. He proposed June 7th. He was going to propose on my birthday. He went and bought the ring, but then he couldn't wait. He came home smelling reeking of gator pee and rotten chicken. Okay, so you can just imagine that smell because all day long they smash chickens together during one of the shows. It's called the Jumperoo Show and they make the gators jump up and get the, the chicken. So he smelled like rockin rotten chicken because, you know, all day long he's doing that. The chicken's sitting on there sweating out in the Florida heat. You guys get it, right? He comes home smelling like awful. Now, I was feeling sick. I actually was laying in bed. It was my day off. I was laying in bed. I was feeling sick. I had been puking. Um, and so I really wasn't feeling good. And I looked like hell, really. So he comes in and he sits on the bed. And, um, you know, he's kind of acting kind of funny. And he bought me a birthday present. And it was the Sims game because I love the Sims, right? So I open up the Sims. And there's the disc and stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. Thank you. And then taped to the other side of the box is... A wedding ring and I look at him and he gets down on his knee and he's like will you marry me 
<laughs> and um, of course, I said, yeah. Well, actually, at first I hugged him. And then the first thing that came out of my mouth was, oh, my God, you stink. And he was like, wait, was that a yes? <laughs> and then I kissed him and I said, yes. So that was a proposal. I really wanted it to be kind of theatrical. And I really felt because he was an entertainer at Gatorland that he would have done like something big, but it kind of was a nice little moment for us to share by ourselves. And then, um, we actually a year and a half, you know, we were dating a year and a half. So it took us like, I think it took us only like four months to plan our wedding. And, um, we actually got married at the Gator wrestling arena where we met, which is pretty amazing. And so he has the picture from the moment we met because he was talking to one of the photo girls who was there, who took my picture, told him about me uh, giving my card. And the photo lady was like, well, here's her picture and handed it to him. And he was like, oh, awesome. Because at first, when he first told me that he got my picture from the moment we met, I was like a uh, stalker, you know, creepy. But it ends up being a really cool part of our story. And actually, one of our favorite people is um, Steve Irwin. You guys know Steve Irwin, right? The crocodile hunter. We both love him. And it's very similar to Steve and um, Terry's story because he has a picture from the moment they met because he met her kind of in a similar way. He was doing a show and she was there kind of similar to me and Johnny's story. Isn't that kind of cool? So we actually have this story that follows uh, people that we really, really look up to. Um, just praying that, you know, nothing happens to Johnny like Steve Irwin. We'll just take that out of the equation. But um, so anyway... That's our story. We got married at the wrestling arena with gators surrounding us um, a year and a half after we met. So it's a really amazing story. And today is the day that we celebrate that wonderful union of Johnny and Sheena and the Matos house, right? Very soon after, we, we actually didn't get to be newlyweds very long. Um, we had Kira. Um, so we were, we were parents before we were really able to enjoy marriage. But Everything happens for a reason, and we have three kids now. And you know, I couldn't imagine our lives any differently. We have uh, Kira, who's 11. We have Sasha, who's eight, and Dominic, who's three. And so uh, we're going on 12 years of marriage. We've had really great times. We've had some really bad times, and of course, we've had emotional times with losing loved ones in our life. But that's the one thing about marriage, you guys. You always have to fight through it. There's going to be times that you're so angry at your spouse. You know, you look at them and you're like, oh, I freaking hate you. But at the end of the day, you really don't. <laughs> you really don't hate them. You know, you're just angry and you have to kind of calm yourself down because there's so many things, so many more things that I love about Johnny than I hate about Johnny. And yes, there are things that I dislike about Johnny. You're never going to like every single thing about a person. There's going to be something that aggravates you to no end. Snoring, not picking up. I mean, I have a lot of them Johnny hates about me. For instance, I don't close doors. I don't know why. It's just something in me. I don't close doors. I don't close cabinets and I don't close drawers. And he freaking hates it, right? That's usually a guy thing. Guys usually do that. I, when I go into my underwear drawer, I leave it open. When I go into a pantry, I leave it open. When I go into a room, I leave it open. Johnny cannot stand that. So there's things about me that he absolutely hates. And there's things about him that I absolutely hate. But overall, we have holes. And together, we fill them. <laughs> so that's kind of how it works. And that's how a marriage works. It's not always going to be peaches and cream. You know, uh, we actually hit that seven year itch at seven years. And I honest to God did not think we were going to make it. Um, I've heard about this saying the seven year itch, never really understood it, but there came a point in our relationship at seven years where 
Johnny and I both were changing as people. I was growing in different ways. He was growing in different ways. And we weren't the same people that we were when we first met, right? I mean, I would have been a mother at this point. Um, he was going through a lot of difficulties with his job. He had lost his job at Gatorland, um, trying to get back there, trying to find another Gatorland, which finally, after nine years, he's back at Gatorland. So all is well with the world. But it was a really difficult time for both of us. Um, I was on an emotional roller coaster. He was on an emotional roller coaster. And we fought a lot. And for Johnny and I, that's very rare because in the 12 years that we've been married, I can probably count how many times we've had like really big fights. Not the whole bickering, you know what I'm saying? Like, why didn't you shut the drawer? Oh, I can't stand it when you do that. And why don't you pick up your socks? You're so freaking lazy or, you know, whatever. Whatever the fight is, those fights, daily bickers, that doesn't count. I'm talking like really emotional like fights. I can probably count how many we've had in our lifetime that we've been together. And we've been together for 12 years. I can count them on my fingers. So we really have never been big on like really arguing and fighting. So, um... That's, that is a huge thing. And when we hit that seven-year itch, we actually started fighting a lot. And that never happened with us. But we got through it. We got through it with um, – actually, we went to counseling at one point. And the other thing that we did is uh, we, we went back to church. We um, joined a church together. We started doing Bible studies. Um, and it just – it really brought us closer together. It brought us closer together. Um, we just got through it. You know, however, however we did it, we got through it. I can't remember exactly how. Oh, I also bought this book that's called Power of a Praying Wife. You guys, that totally saved my marriage. If anybody wants a book that's going to freaking change your life, especially if you have a husband, (laughs) um, buy Power of a Praying Wife. Because what that book did is it changed my mindset because it talks about praying for your husband. But when you're angry with your spouse, You don't want to pray for them. You just want to be like, God, why is he so freaking annoying? God, why does he make me cry? God, why does he do these stupid things? Why did you make me be with this man who freaking makes me so angry? You know what I mean? Like, that's what you say. But this book changes that. This book says, pray for your husband and pray for him like this. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a husband who provides for me. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a husband who is a great father. Thank you, Lord, for giving me this husband who feeds me and takes me out on dates and buys me flowers. Thank you, Lord, for giving me a husband who doesn't go out and drink on Friday night, who doesn't go out and hang out with his buddies and go to strip clubs, who doesn't cheat, who doesn't lie, who doesn't steal, who doesn't do any of that stuff, right? He doesn't lie, cheat, steal. That is one thing I can honestly say in our relationship that I've never worried about. And not for the reasons you might think, but... Because he has proven to me that he is loyal. And I have proven to him that I am loyal. And it's not about like breaking into each other's Facebook pages and giving each other's passwords. Because on the contrary, we actually have very separate accounts. We have separate bank accounts. We have separate Instagrams, separate Facebooks. We have our separate private lives. And I think that's another reason why um, we feel so much trust for each other. Because I'm not sitting there like, who is he texting? Who is he? Where is he going? Is he really going to work? I don't think about those things because he's never given me a reason to think about those things. And as a matter of fact, I have asked him to go out and hang out with his buddies because he always comes home, which is a great thing. But sometimes I'm like, Johnny, go out and hang out with your friends. Like, don't worry about it. And he doesn't because he likes to be with us. And that's fine. That's a great thing. So that's one of those things that I'm thankful for. And this book just brought it round circle for me to say, wait a minute. Yeah, he annoys me. Yeah, he doesn't pick up his socks. 
Yeah, he comes home and on his days off, he just plays video games all day and doesn't help me clean. Yeah, he does all these things, right? But in the same breath, he's his home. I'm not worried about him. Excuse my French, fucking another girl. I'm not worried about him going out and lying about where he is or going and getting drunk because he's straight edge. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't do any of that. I'm not worried about that. So this book just kind of brought it to a new mindset. Yeah, I'm angry. Yeah, there's going to be things that I dislike. But at the end of the day, my husband is amazing. My husband is an amazing person that God brought to me in a time that I needed him so badly. And ultimately, he made my life. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be a mother. And that makes me cry to even think about not being a mother. But he made this wonderful world, this stable life. When I came from this very unstable background, you know, I came from an unstable world and Johnny was literally my angel, my Johnny angel. And I call him that because he saved me, not only from my ex who was abusive, but from living a life that I would not have enjoyed, for living a life with people and things that I probably would have been I probably would have been abused a lot because you kind of tend to follow that. You know what I mean? And the people in the area where I lived are not the best type of people. And the people that I would hang out with and things were very um, down, lower class. Not saying that I was um, a bad person. I never did drugs. and I never drank or anything like that. But it's just the people that was in my town where I lived. And so when I look back at my life and I think, what would have ended up happening to me if I wouldn't have met Johnny? And I think I probably would have been one of those barefoot pregnant girls who were alone living in a trailer park. Like that's just the way that it is. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that that's like, oh my God. But in the same breath, it wasn't who I was. And I would have been living this life and been miserable, right? And Johnny saved me from that. And so there's so many things that I'm grateful for that Johnny has done for me. And there's things that I've done for Johnny. You know, um, there's so many things I've brought him up when he was down and we got this house because of me and the things that I knew and the people that I knew. And so there's a lot of things that happened because of me that brought Johnny up, but there's a lot of things that happened because of Johnny that brought me up. And so we balance each other out and Johnny, I know you're probably not going to listen to this just because it's 40 minutes long and it's very long. And I told you guys it was going to be long, but Our story is an amazing story, and I am so, so grateful that you came into my life when you did, and 12 years later, I am still so in love with you. I'm still so in love with you. I love hanging out with you. As a matter of fact, when we went out to lunch, it was so much fun. We went out to lunch yesterday because Johnny has to work today. I still love hanging out with you, and here's the thing. After 12 years, we still have so much to talk about. There's a lot of couples who don't. There's a lot of couples, and I've actually been witness to this, who when the husband starts talking or telling a story, the wife would be like, I already heard that. Yeah, you said that joke 10 times already. Johnny and I still have new material. We still have new things to talk about every day, and that is amazing. So to Johnny, I love you. You are my heart. You are my soul. You are my world. And without you, I wouldn't be the mother that I am. I wouldn't be the person that I am. You raised me up and you definitely held me up when I lost my mom and you've held me up during difficult times. And I hope that I've done the same for you. Anyway, guys, 
Thanks for listening to Sheena and Johnny's story. If you guys would like to chime in, I would love to hear from you. Head over to SheenaDiane.com and you can read my blogs. You can also comment and um, find the About Me section where you can read all of my social medias. I have Instagram and Facebook. And then also, plug, plug, I, um, I actually sell pearls and do live pearl parties online. So if anybody wants to be involved in that, even just to watch and say hello, head over to MommyBoutique.net. Um, I'm Mommy.Boutique on Instagram. And Mommy Boutiques with an S at the end on Facebook. I will be on later today uh, because I'm going to be picking up my daughter from school. And she wants to come on as well. So I'll probably be on a little bit after one uh, around that time. So, guys, thanks for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed Johnny and Sheena's story. And I'd love to hear from you. If you enjoy listening to Sheena's daily audio blog, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash Diane. Your support helps me to be able to continue making these broadcasts as well as continue making my blog, SheenaDiane.com. We always appreciate your support, your love, and your call-ins, so continue contacting us. Also, if you want to contact me on social media, go to SheenaDiane.com slash about me for all of my social media handles. As always, thanks for listening. Mwah!